0: Today in America is known as Independence Day. And you also in India have your Independence Day also as well. So, the theme of my lecture tonight is what is real independence? So, we're going to study one of the most important shlokas of the 700 shlokas of Bhagavad Gita. Of course, they're all important, but some, from a practical viewpoint, philosophically have more weight or more significance than, say, others. So the 18th chapter, of course, is a resummarization of all the topics Krishna explained in chapters 2 through 17 Krishna's instructions begin with chapter 2 so Prabhupada writes actually Bhagavad Gita is finished in 17 chapters but he went over it again in the summary in chapter 18 So I beg you to try to repeat after me the 63rd shloka of the 18th chapter. Let's see how good you are. Iti te jnanam akyatang guyad guyatarang maya Virmishyaitad ashe shena Yate chasi tatakuru So that last line is the key. Let's do it again. Yate chasi tatakuru So by this point in the 63rd shloka, Krishna is winding up his instructions. In text number 65, Krishna will repeat on the same shloka he spoke at the end of chapter nine, midway point. Manmanabhava Mad madbakto madya ji mam namaskaru. This is how we surrender to Krishna. Krishna, first of all, says, think of me. How simple. Just think of Krishna. Manmana, bhava madma, become my devotee. Devotee means to engage in the nine processes of devotional service of which you are doing the first item, hearing Shravanam. this is the beginning first you have to hear then you can go on to the other eight items of devotional service but first you hear so hearing and chanting Lord Chaitanya says in the age of Kali these cannot be overemphasized these two processes Ensure that you will be a devotee of Krishna. Manmanabhava Madhbhaktu Madhyaji. And worship Krishna. We come every Sunday, we do the arti, we are singing the prayers, we are worshiping Krishna. By the way, when you chant Mala, Japa, when you're doing Kirtan, That is also worship of Krishna. And, interesting enough, one of the last things Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita is that one who reads Bhagavad Gita worships Krishna by their intelligence. So even reading Bhagavad Gita is a form of worship of Krishna because the book Bhagavad Gita is non-different from the deity of Krishna, which is non-different than Krishna in your heart and non-different from Krishna playing upon his flute in the spiritual world. These are all on the absolute, non-dualistic platform. So, this verse, iti te jnanam akyatam. Krishna is telling Arjuna, so far, I have described to you knowledge. That is what Bhagavad Gita is. Because, if you recall, in chapter 1, Arjuna is bewildered. Arjuna is despondent. Arjuna does not want to do his prescribed duty. That means he's in ignorance. And I said, "Om gyanati we're all born in ignorance. The spiritual master opens our eyes with what? The torchlight of knowledge. So the whole Bhagavad Gita has been simply different aspects of transcendental knowledge. Basically, three yogas. Karma yoga, jnana yoga, and of course, the culmination, bhakti yoga. Because at least three times, Krishna points out, you want to see me? Bhakti. You want to understand me? Bhakti you want to return come back to me bhakti it's very clear i read the bhagavad gita every year the verses never change they stay the same consistent so krishna says now guyat guyataram i have been speaking to you arjuna Many confidential things. But now, I'm going to tell you something more confidential. So in the Bhagavad Gita, it first starts out with confidential knowledge. What is that? You're not the body. That's confidential knowledge. You don't learn that in Harvard. You went to university, did they teach you you're not the body? No. No, They you went to law school, yes? Did they teach that in law school? Was it on your bar exam? Was not on Janardons either? Yes. So this is, Bhagavad Gita begins with confidential knowledge. You're not the material body. You're not your material mind. Oh my God. That's even more intense. I'm not my body, I'm not my... Then what am I? Am I a ghost? No, Krishna points out, you are the eternal spirit soul. Distinct and different from the body, just as some of you came here in a Lexus, some of you came in Toyota, Some of you come in, what's the new one, the Tesla, right? So everybody came in a vehicle, but you stepped out of the vehicle. You're the driver, but you're separate. When you're in the vehicle, it looks like it's all one. Just like when I went to use the bathroom, I saw Rambai in Aruna parking their car. So in the car, it looks like one unit from a distance. But now they're sitting here separate from the car. The car, you can't park the car in the temple. So the same way, we are distinct from this car. Yes, in chapter 18, Krishna says, Yantra Rudhani Mayaya. You are seated on a machine. This is a machine made of material energy. You're situated on a machine. So that's confidential knowledge. But then in Bhagavad Gita, especially in chapter 13, he goes to more confidential knowledge. Param Atma. We are Atma, but Krishna is param-atma, the supreme soul. And both are situated in the same yantra. Two souls. And that was what Krishna said at the beginning of chapter 13. Arjuna, you know your field of activities, your car, your body. Just as you're driving a nice car. You know, what, what's, you know how nice it is to drive your car. I drive a different car. I know what it's like. Sometimes I get to drive my wife's car, which is a better car. So it's a different experience. Better features. So everybody's body is a different experience. I don't know what your experience is. I don't know what your experience is. You don't know what my experience is. That's because the consciousness is limited to this body. But Krishna then said, but I'm different, Arjuna. I know what's going on in everybody's body. That is why we are not God. If I was God, then I would know what's going on right now in everyone's body. I I would know what you're thinking. And I would know how to adjust this lecture to make you all happy. But unfortunately, I can only do the best I can do with what I have. But Krishna knows everything that's going on in everybody's body. So, and there's lots of information about Paramatma. For instance, anumantahi upadrasta. Krishna says, I witness everything And I sanction. Ah. He's the ultimate sanction. Thumbs up, thumbs down. We make all kinds of endeavor, but nobody here can guarantee that this particular activity I'm going to do will absolutely come out. Uh Uh-uh. That is up to paramatma. The basketball teams are playing. Both are using every skill they have. But, Krishna says, today the shot is not going in. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. Somebody practices day in and day out. Day in and day out. And then when the game comes, they don't hit the back. Why is that? Krishna is saying, Yānas, not today. So Krishna is the ultimate sanctioner. Then in chapter 15, one of my favorite verses, Sarvasya Chaham Ridhi Sani Matak Smritir Jnanam Aponam. Krishna says, from me, I give you understanding. I give you knowledge. I cause you to forget and I'm the one who helps you to remember. That's why if I lose my keys, what's the first thing I do? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna and then I realize it's around my neck because I have imperfect senses. Oh, we've had that experience. You're you're wearing glasses, sometimes you put them, right? Where are my glasses? And my wife says, on your head, dummy. Right? Have yeah, we all had that experience? Yes, we have imperfect senses. So Krishna says that's another feature of myself as super soul. I'm sanctioning, I'm witnessing, I'm seeing everything that goes on. So at the time of death, Yamaraj, who is empowered by super soul, that's how Yamaraj is able to judge. The conditioned soul at the time of death. Krishna empowers Yamaraj to have the same potency as super soul. That's pretty that's powerful. And he can immediately judge, oh you okay, you go back to Godhead. You you take birth, low species. He can make that judgment because he has the same potency. So that's more confidential knowledge. And then the most confidential knowledge is knowledge about Krishna directly and his devotional service. When we talk about Krishna, we also have to include Krishna's service. We don't want to just talk about Krishna abstract. We want to talk about, just like on the altar, we have Radha Krishna. Not just Krishna. Radha Krishna. So always there's devotee and God. Always. Always there is. So, Krishna has described knowledge. Now he says, now I'm going to go even further and then he says Vrmishya etad ashe shena." What I'm about to tell you I want you to really fully think about it. Consider it. Deliberate. Because this is this Bhagavad Gita, this is serious knowledge. This is not flimsy information. This Information of Bhagavad Gita actually is the matter of life and death. This is serious information. That's why some people have a hard time reading Gita and Bhagavatam because they're used to novels and stories which are easy to read and entertaining. But Bhagavad Gita you have to study, you have to think about, you have to deliberate on it. You're, you're a lawyer, right? So, you know, I know from my son-in-law, the lawyers, the legal contract, right? You just don't go, oh yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> no, no. You have to read what is called the fine print, right? Because they have this expression, the devil is in the details. So, same way this Bhagavad Gita that's why I'm only doing one shloka today, to really digest it, comprehend it, understand it. So Krishna is saying, I've told you so many things now, deliberate. And as I said, after this verse comes, manmana bhava bhakto," and then, the most important verse of Bhagavad Gita, you and your father's favorite shloka, sarva what is it, sarva-dham-man-parityaja, kam sharanam raja aham-tvang-sarva-pa-pebhyo, pa Moksha mokshayis ma suchaha So these are the, this is the two shlokas, that Krishna is referring to when he says, still more confidential. These two shlokas, which come right after this, these are more confidential. So, Bhagavad Gita is layered. Sometimes they make a certain kind of cake. It's called layered cake. Or, if you're ever so fortunate... To get Aruna's New York cheesecake. That, my friends, is worth the price of admission. It's an experience. So sometimes they have this layered cake. Oh, remember last weekend that devotee made that cake? It was layered. And then they added ice cream on top. Talk about sweet. Madaram, madaram, super madaram. So Bhagavad Gita, there's so many different levels of knowledge. Prabhupada says, first six chapters, middle six chapters, final six chapters. Middle six chapters... Are where we have the most confidential knowledge in those middle six chapters. Now comes the most important line of today. Again, repeat Yateshasi tatakuru. Krishna is telling Arjuna, I have told you so many things. Now do as you like. That is called minute independence. Notice the word minute. We do not have absolute independence. That is only God. Only God has absolute independence, meaning Krishna can contradict the laws of nature. We cannot contradict the laws of nature. If you read the story of Krishna in Bhagavatam, you'll see there's so many episodes where Krishna is doing things that completely contradict logic and reasoning. At the age of seven, he lifts Govardhan hill and holds it for seven days and seven nights. Krishna swallows a forest fire. Krishna, in the form of a tiny one month old infant, kills the Putana witch. Krishna expands himself to marry only 16,108 wives. Only. Krishna expanded himself to dance in the rasa dance. Hundreds and hundreds of gopis and there was a Krishna dancing with each gopi. We cannot imitate this because we don't have absolute independence. We have minute independence. So what is that minute independence that we have? That minute independence we have is we have choice. Basically, we have the choice to do right or wrong. The choice between good and evil. You've read in the Mahabharata, in the Ramayana, so many episodes, especially in the Mahabharata, so many incidents where it comes down to what is the right thing to do here, what is the wrong thing. This is posed in so many scenes in the Mahabharata. So life means, our minute independence means, do I want God Or do I not want God? That's what it comes down to. And Krishna does not interfere with your minute free will. He will not interfere. And that is always true, eternally true. Even when we, hopefully, return back to the kingdom of God, we will still have minute free will in independence because love means I choose if we are forced to love Krishna that is not love love means I voluntarily choose to submit to my lover there has to be this free will So we are given this choice of free will to choose yes, I want to love and serve and think of Krishna or I want to do my own thing. And once I want to do my own thing and I decide no, I don't want to love God then welcome to placentia. Welcome to Los Angeles. Welcome to anywhere in the material world. We are here because at some point we made the decision, Krishna, I don't want you. I want to do my thing. I want to be independent. But, now, let's understand this independence more philosophically. My favorite example, which I've used hundreds of times, the sun and the sun ray. The sun ray cannot exist independent of the sun. The sun ray's existence is dependent on the existence of the sun. Or another, very practical example the dia, the flame. The flame is there giving off two energies, heat and light. As soon as you have the flame, the energies simultaneously exist. You cannot take out the heat and light from the flame, it's integral. Sun ray and sun, integral. So, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when asked what is the identity of the living entity, he gave this example. Is, is all about what it means to be God. The peace formula is all about what it means to be God. Three, three things. First of all, God means the controller, the proprietor, the owner that's what it means to be god that you have everything under your control krishna says that several times in bhagavad gita several times everything he says is my energy everything comes from me everything is under my thumb so we come to this material world and we want to imitate Krishna and therefore we want to control and own and lord it over as much as we can. And we already had great examples. Hiranyakashipu, Ravana, Kamsa, they tried to conquer the whole, and they did. Hiranyakashipu, Ravana, comes they conquered everything they did it. So that's the first concept of trying to imitate God that I want to be the controller the owner. The second is boktaram I want to be the enjoyer I want to enjoy my senses to the fullest extent no restrictions just like krishna krishna there are no restrictions on krishna krishna can do anything he likes there are no restrictions so we try to imitate i want to do this i want to do i want to eat this i, I want no restrictions i want to simply enjoy and then the third suridam I want to be the center of attention. We just had a president last four years. That's what he was all about. Everything was about him. He wanted to be the center of attention. That's called trying to imitate God. All the great demons were like that. Ravana especially. They want everything to be about them. So these are the three, you can say, psychic mentalities of what is to be God. The controller, the owner, the proprietor, the enjoyer, and I want to be the center of attention. Everyone should chant my name because I'm so wonderful. So this Bhagavad Gita, this Krishna consciousness, is teaching us how to use our free will and once again choose Krishna. That's what the message of Bhagavad Gita is. That's why Krishna says, surrender, Arjuna, I'm instructing you. I have told you everything in this Bhagavad Gita. My conclusion is, you surrender to me. You give your heart to me. You give your love to me. And if you do that, you will become completely happy because you will be in your constitutional position. As I said, why do we exist? We exist in order to share a loving service relationship with Krishna. And each of us has a unique, individual loving relationship. Right now, we have forgotten what that is. But by the process of chanting, by the process of devotional service, little by little by little, it is revealed to you. As for me, what I would like to do forever for Krishna, if Krishna asks me someday, Narantara, what would you like to do forever? And I would say to Krishna, I want to be like Nara Muni. I want to travel all over simply glorifying you, speaking about you. That is what I live for. What I am doing tonight, this is why I live. Last night I was at a program and I was explaining to some of my God brothers, I don't want to die because I'm doing Right now, what I love to do, I don't want it to end. I simply want to live day after day doing preaching, doing Zoom programs, singing bhajans, and of course, my favorite activity, honoring Krishna Prasad. Because that's part of Lord Chaitanya's program. That's what I want to do forever and ever and ever. I just pray, oh, I've woken up another day to hear and chant and preach Krishna. Here I am in this beautiful Radha Raman temple and I've gotten another opportunity to share with you my feelings and thoughts about my spiritual journey. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming. And may you also regain your independence by surrendering to Krishna. Hari
1: harae Namaha Yadavaya Namaha Krishna Yadavaya Namaha Mahar, Gopal, Govinda, Ram, Ah uh-huh.
0: I was just thinking while I was singing and I was reminded from by Krishna in the heart one time Prabhupada said that if you go out every day to distribute Bhagavad Gita one day you will distribute a book to Krishna himself so I'm thinking That if I keep doing these programs, one day I will see Krishna and he'll smile on me, and then ah, I'll probably give up my life. Will you bless me for that? All right, we have a few seconds. Let's keep chanting. Maybe Krishna will come. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna
1: Krishna, hurry, hurry. Hurry, Rama, Hare Rama, 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 hurry, hurry.
0: Krishna, everybody. Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So before we do japa, would you like a blessing? If you want a blessing, fold your hands and I will invoke. My dear Lord Krishna, bless all these nice devotees who voluntarily chose to come here and hear your message, message of Bhagavad Gita. And my Lord, you kindly remove from their hearts all their anxiety. Please remove all their anxiety and let them find Shanti shanti, shanti,